Like many of you, we battled depression during life's ups and downs. Music has always been the one thing that we could rely on to get us through the tough times that we all face. Follow us on our journey as we discuss the healing power of music, interview bands, break down genres, review band biographies, and more. This is the When Words Fail Music Speaks Podcast with Blake Mosley and James Cox. And now, the When Words Fail Music Speaks interview. Then they, then they both met and started making music together, and that helped to heal. Four years later, here they are, married, and about to release their own debut album on May 13th, entitled La La Love. La La Love is an exploration in subjective experiences like love, fear, worthiness, doubt, and togetherness. They said... What we didn't realize when we wrote the songs or when they selected them to be on our debut album was that these songs are really a set of reminders we left for ourselves. It wasn't until after we finished tracking the songs that we started to realize it. Brittany and Reed put out this album together during COVID lockdown and because of that, it took them over a year to release. They mentioned it, it, a lot of happened. A lot happened that year for us all, and we found that we started quoting our our own music lyrics back to each other as we dealt with the trials of life. It's like we unwittingly took the time to provide ourselves with advice and reminders we didn't even know we were going to need. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Brittany and Reed Gibbons. We are so glad that you're here and it, you'll have an amazing story. Um, to some a lot of happened, um, a lot happened a, that uh, year for us all. A, and we found that we started quoting our, our own yes. music so first lyrics all, back to each other. Um, as we dealt with the trials of life. It's like we unwittingly took the time to provide ourselves with advice and reminders we didn't even know we were going to need. uh, Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Brittany and Uh, Reed Gibbons. Had kids and subsequently grandkids now. Nice. Um, But that that ended in uh, 2016-2017 is when it became official. And at about that time, the company I was working for was relocating, and they said, hey, we're all going to Chico, California. I was like, I've never heard of Chico, but, you know, I'm dropping my kid off at college, and my marriage has just ended, so sure, this will be a fun adventure. Um, So I moved from Albuquerque, New Mexico uh, to Chico, and then first order of business, of course, is to go around and find all the open mics and look for the one that has the house drum set, because being a drummer, you don't want to spend your entire 15 minutes setting up and tearing down your drums. Um, and I found one uh, here in town at a place called the Down Low, and uh, the hosts there we we played together really well. It was a lot of fun to jam with that guy. So that just became the thing I did every Friday night was you know go to the Down Low and play open mic because very often being a, a drummer and there's a house drum set, a lot of people would ask, "Hey, do you want to sit in?" Mm-hmm. Um, and then one night in late November, uh, I walked into the into the open mic and up on stage was. This woman I had never seen before, um, very nervous with her ukulele, but just gave it everything she had. And I mean, when she sings, you can just feel it. Yes. You just really can. Um, and so I tried to be as not creepy as possible and approach her after the, the open mic and say, hey, it was really nice, you know, watching you play. Hope you come back. I'd li- like to see that again. Keep it up. And uh Spent the next week hoping she was going to come back and went to the that next Friday and she wasn't there. Oh, and I was like, oh, well, maybe it wasn't meant to be. And then the week after, I walk in and she's already there. And she just pat the seat next to her to tell me to come sit down next to her. And that was basically it. We have basically been together ever since. Um, so, so clearly, she, she that was a, like invitation like, hey, come here, huh? I got the, yeah, mm-hmm. nice, nice. And, that, and that's always a good feeling when you meet uh, people you can click right, like, 
right off the bat with that's amazing. Absolutely. Um, so, Brittany, yeah. let's hear your 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 uh, your side of it. I had um, picked up the ukulele for the first time <clears throat> earlier that year in like February or March of 2017 um, after, you know, being separated and going through a divorce. And <clears throat> I was taking my son to Guitar Center to get some music lessons for him. And I saw a ukulele on the wall and I have very, very small hands. So as soon as I picked it up, I went, oh, it's like it's my size. And took lessons and I just basically, you know, didn't put it down. And somebody had told me about this open mic at the download and and I had done some open mics, but they were at like Barnes and Noble with well lit. They weren't in a bar where there's spotlight on the stage. And I was so nervous. I put my name on the list and I was like, oh, there's just no way. I, I mean, I felt like leaving probably three or four times before I went on. I was just painfully nervous. Mm. But I'm, I kind of just said, nope, you came here to do this. What's the worst that happens? It's an open mic. You know, no lives are at stake here. So I kind of forced myself to do it. And once I got on stage, you know, the music just kind of took over and I got out of the way. And I and when Reed approached me after, there was just something. It was such a short interaction. We didn't even exchange names. But like he said, he did a really good job of not being creepy and there was just something, there was some soul connection right off the bat of when our eyes met and he gave me that compliment that when I saw him two weeks later, I we, we've talked about this many times, I still don't really know why I pat the seat next to me. I didn't even know his name yet, but I think there was just something, a seed planted in that first meeting where I just was like, hey, come sit next to me. And we spent the entire six, seven hours talking that night and just like Reed said, basically we've been together ever since. So it's it's instant chemistry y'all had, mm -hmm. and that's mm -hmm. extremely rare nowadays, you know, because nowadays it's all social media and that. So I, was I know the fact that we didn't meet on a dating app is kind of like whoa. Yeah, right. <laughs> we met yeah. the traditional way. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. So so Chico, California. Um. Like like we I never heard that that before. So where exactly is it in in is it like like southern southern state part? No. No, we're we're north of Sacramento. Okay. We're actually the the largest city um that's that's north of Sacramento. So we're um about three hours um northeast of San Francisco. But okay, nice, nice. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so mm -hmm. that, yeah that's that that that's awesome that y'all are good. Um, read. My co-host Blake is a uh, is a drum also, and I yep. kind of sense that you and him both hate having to tear down drum sets, put them back up, tear them <laughs> down, put them. I think that yeah. So he he would gladly agree with you on that one. Um, no, I'm, I'm blanking on the comedian's name, but who's the the drummer comedian? He did a whole special about drumming. Do you remember his name? I don't remember his oh, name. Oh, anyway. Right It'll come yeah. to me later. Yeah. Yeah, it, it will. <laughs> He's only super famous. He was in Portlandia. Anyway. Yeah. Um, yeah, he had this bit where he was like, you know, if they ever, they, they don't make documentaries about drummers because 90% of it is just doing this. And then it shows him like taking the wing, wing nut off the cymbal stand. Right. Fred Armisen. Yeah, Fred Armisen. There you go. Yeah. Thank you, Google. <laughs> Google helps, right? And, and frequently the joke with Reed is when he's like really knee deep in, in tearing down after a show, he'll be like, why couldn't I have picked the piccolo? Right. You know, that exactly. tiny little. <laughs> I get jealous of the horn players. You know, they just show up, take it out of the case. They're ready to go. Yeah. I guess vocalists have it the easiest. Right. Yeah. Because they, they don't have to take down or tear up anything. They can just sing, you know, which, which, which Brittany sings in this band. And your voice is like, like mesmerizing to me. Oh, so thank you so much. Yeah, so, um, thank you. So I, I think you, you both love any kind of music, whether it be rock, rap, um, you know, jazz, country. Uh, do you like country music? So country music, I like certain songs um, from country music, but it is one of the genres that I don't find myself sort of leaning into. But a good song is a good song. And I've got, you know, in my Spotify, I've got, you know, a handful of country songs in there that I've I've favorited. Right, right, yeah. 
really like the band Perry a lot. In fact, I do a cover of If I Die Young, and I, I love that song. Love it's a beautiful it. song. Reed, how about you? Do you like country? A little bit of it. Bit, well, yeah. it's it's funny, too, because what's – we were saying this the other day because some country song came on, and it's like I'm not even sure what country is anymore. Like it, it really – what defines country is the vocalist because yeah. – I've heard songs that were straight up pop songs, but sung sung with the you know the correct country twang, and you hear hip hop songs and and like hard rock songs, but it's just it's the way that the the singer delivers it that I think makes it country anymore. So, I think it's it's a little bit short sighted for anybody to say I don't like country because even country itself is now spanning so much musical territory. It's mm -hmm. really interesting. Yeah. Cause I think that, that that the guys that are bringing back would be like Chris Stapleton and and Luke Combs and Luke Bryan. I think that was Chris Stapleton. Is, oh my God, I would love to see him live. Probably like the like the best country musician from today. You know. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, he he came through town on the same day that we were we had a show. Oh, did, and, oh, uh, oh yeah. Not many people showed up to our show that day. No, they were <laughs> all like really. Yeah, I mean, you can't go wrong with Chris, you know. But the heel would be awesome too. Awesome too. Mm -hmm. Um. So, uh. So I have a question for both of you, though. Um. So, when you after you all met for the first time, um, and after you all got together with each other and, and uh, found out more about them, um, so what brands and genres were were you were you introduced by the other one? Like, is there was there like a genre that that Reed introduced to you, Brittany, and you otherwise to him? Yeah, I mean, I think just because both, I mean, for me, I have a really eclectic background coming into the relationship in terms of the music I like to listen to. I mean, I always joke it's everything from Wu-Tang to Enya. Wu <laughs> that's yeah. like, I don't know, it just feels like those are two, you know, ex extremes, if you will. Right. Um, but it's more about like specific bands. Like I know... Um, I had never heard of Avenged Sevenfold when I met Reed, and that was one that he introduced me to. Nice. Um, and, um, you know, so it's, it's like more like specific songs or bands, I would say, that, that we introduced each other to, except I I know I, I shared some hip-hop with you, like yeah. our first weekend together. Well, it's it's funny. We run into – there's classics, right, where you just assume everybody knows the song. Ooh, but like, yeah. Yeah. I, I – I grew up in a household where my father believed that there was no good music made after 1959. So, you know, Elvis and, and the Everly brothers and like, we had all that kind of stuff, but then I missed the rest of it. And then given my age, when I really started getting into music was like late eighties, early nineties. So like everything that happened in the sixties and the seventies and the early eighties, like I totally missed. And so, you know, Britney has the craziest Spotify playlist. They don't make any sense because it's every genre. And some song will come on. I'm like, oh, that's kind of cool. Who's that? And she's like, the Beatles. You, yes. you have not heard this one? And oh I'm like, God. I guess I didn't if it hasn't what? been on a movie or a commercial. <laughs> so there's, uh, it might be fair to say Britney has introduced me to decades ah, of, of music. Good, <laughs> yes, that's a good choice. Yeah, because the Beatles, man, the Beatles has, has my heart as well as Elvis. And um, and mostly I agree with your dad because I don't think any well I shouldn't say that because there's been so many great bands now but nowadays holy crap you know there's a lot of gar like garbage out there you know that I really don't like but stuff I really really do like you know so I guess that music is always going to be subjective um mm -hmm. but uh ooh, so. I'm amazed, like, well, we're not amazed, but I thank you for bringing up Wu-Tang Clan. <laughs> because I think that they're like a hidden gem that no one really talks about anymore. And, uh, and so I so I want to know your position with, um, have you heard that, that, that their latest album will not come out until like 80 years from when it, w when it was going, going to, when they made it? Oh, yeah. I did not hear that. Yeah, wow. They, yeah, they, yeah, they made their album, I think it's called, um, uh, Shaolin monks, you know, because they're big, big, big mm -hmm. kung fu, you know, guys, and uh, yeah, because they made a they made a deal with a record company said, um, you 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 can make your the album, but you can't release it until eighty years later. Wow. Yeah. So uh, so, uh, their album was for sale. They they only made one one physical copy, 
and this a guy who makes medication, I forgot that name, purchased it for like two million million dollars. Wow, but it was that's incredible. Uh, but that's seized by the police because he got caught up in some kind of drug ring or something. I'm not sure. Oh, but the fact that's that, too bad. That, but the fact that we want to be able to hear that music for 80 years just bothers me, you know. I'll yeah, I, I'll have to make sure my great grandchildren know to look <laughs> for it. I'm gonna yeah, I'll leave it in my will or something. I'll, <laughs> <laughs> I'll probably be 192 listening to it still or something. You know, uh-huh. so, uh, <laughs> I'm gonna but, stay uh, alive just so we can hear it. Yes, exactly. <laughs> hey, man, modern medication, you never know. You know. Yep. Mm-hmm. You never know what's gonna let you know. So, um, so here's here's the uh, here's another question for you both. Um, I do love female front bands, fronting bands, and um, I do think that they get a lot of bad rap, uh, you know, because um, I think because uh, I think most people uh, think that music is supposed to be a male male fronted male drawn era, which is not. I think they're welcome in it now, but uh, can you tell us your favorite female fronting bands? That you really like right now? Well, I know that they're not currently active, but Susie and the Banshees, well, uh, that's the first one that popped into my head. Love, love, love that band. Um, And I know she's more of a solo artist, but Ani DeFranco is a huge, huge inspiration to me. Um, She has musicians that have been with her for a long time. Um, Same with Brandi Carlisle. Um, of course, those kind of you know go by their um, their it, their name as their artist name. But I I just another one popped into my head. Um, oh, Super Bloom. Ooh. Who sings Super Bloom? Song. Oh, Mr. Wives. Mr. Wives is a fantastic female front led band. Um, sh- her voice is so amazing. She actually. The way I found her was um, Riptide by Vance Joy. Mm-hmm. She does such an incredible cover of that. And then she has this full band backing her. And um, and then they have a, a album they released not too long ago that's a little more um, mm, like pop, but with some, not dance, but like, almost hip-hop beats underneath it and it's it just works super bloom is is if you haven't heard that song it's just very motivating very um positive lyrics it 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 does it's one of those songs that can just like bring me out of a funk um how about you reed who are your favorite well (laughs) you can't leave out gwen and no doubt right that was was huge um I really like Evanescence. I guess they're not doing too much anymore. Um, Flyleaf, to go on the heavier side of things. Um, she, she's got some pipes, for sure. I think she's um, back with them now, right? I think so. Is it like she's coming back? Yeah, because uh, yeah, they hired some, some, other, some other female, and, and she was great, too, you know. But I, mm-hmm. you know, but I guess Lacey's coming back now, which is great. Mm-hmm. Um, Sleigh Bells is pretty interesting. Hmm. Is, that, is that the name of the album? Although that might be the name of the album. I, I will Google that. Yeah. I think you're right, though. Like For a long time, it really seemed like people were poo-pooing on, on women-led groups. But I, yeah. I do think that's really changing. Because look at the biggest stars out there right now. Beyonce, Taylor Swift. Yes. Um, somebody had made um, a point in, in sports um, about tennis, like because of Serena Williams and whatnot, mm-hmm. women in tennis now make more than men in tennis oh, because wow. that's what the yeah. they're the better tennis players right now. You know, right. they these women went out and proved that you know that they can be the top, the top, 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 not the top women, the top humans. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and I, I really think that's getting all over um, right now, and, and in the entertainment industry as well. You know, yeah. so I'm 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 happy about that. Um, oh, and Alabama shakes. I love those, yes. Uh, yes. Uh-huh. Well, because my name's Brittany, too, so that, that <laughs> first big hit they that they had when she said, come on, Brittany, and I'm like, yeah. Right. <laughs> um, yeah, the, the band is Sleigh Bells. Sleigh Bells, okay. Yeah, it's, I, mm-hmm. I, I haven't, I'm always looking for new music, so thank God for, for, um, for um, 
telling me about this and this and this being there for the. I did. Uh, okay, so um, I did a, um some of my favorite bands that are female fronted. This have you heard of Venues? They're a no. They're a German. Uh, they're a German metal band. If you like metal. And then there's he does yes yeah <laughs> right on right on man <laughs> okay uh, and there's a, a, a another um, band all female um, called uh, the Dead Deads I love oh the, I have heard of them the Dead Deads are great and then I got one more for you it's called No Bro No Bro B R O I asked them why they uh, why they why they named that name you know their name. And they said, because there's no, no males in the band. I'm like, yeah, that's the greatest name ever. Oh. No, bro. Awesome. Yeah. yeah so oh, I love great. that. Yeah. yeah so check those oh, out. we're going to, we're going to check these out. I just, I just got them all up on new, new tabs. So yeah. thank oh, you. Nice. Found, found yeah. venue, found venues too. Garage that looks, punk. that looks fun. Gra- yeah. All day. Yeah. Yeah. But the dead hits <laughs> are uh, a really good friends of mine. I, uh, I've interviewed um two of the, uh, two out of the three, um, um, Girls and they're amazing. I've told them why and they treated me with nothing but kindness. So I got nothing but nice things to say to them, all of them. Nice, so. nice. I'm telling you, metal for for as scary as as people make it out to be, I think metal fans are like the nicest people in the well, world. Well, so what about what happened at the CD Baby? Can we tell a very quick story oh, yeah. about a metal band? Yeah. And it was actually an all female metal band. I would love to remember what their name is. I follow them on Instagram. We. So Reed and I went to the CD Baby um, com- um, Indie Musician Conference in Austin this last August, and <clears throat> we had just ourselves, um, and we would we were really hoping to find like a bass player to sit in and a keyboard player, maybe a horn player. Um, if you know you know you've heard our music, so it's it comes to life when we you know have those those positions filled, if you will. Um, and we found a bassist, but he had left his bass in Ohio. <laughs> and so last minute, and we were, we were, there was just some miscommunication and I misunderstood what CD Baby was saying. And there was a bass, but it wasn't being moved from the conference to where this gig was because we were selected to play a couple of our songs, which was fantastic. Mm-hmm. He learned our songs were like scrambling. It's coming down to the wire. There's no bass, no bass, no bass. And the bass player from this all-female metal band let us use it. Oh, and nice. she was so sweet. And just, just what Reed was saying, you know, it's like, yeah, the music may be hard, but the people are, are wonderful. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I have, um, I'm, and I'm sure you've you heard of August Burns Red, correct? It's a, August Reed Burns has. Red. Reed has, I know. <laughs> Because it's metal, right? <laughs> but uh, oh, I, yes. I bought one of their shirts, and on the back of their shirts was a uh, happy music for angry, no, angry music for happy people. And happy I thought people. that was the best yeah. kind of, you know, saying you can, because we're always happy, you know, we just like angry music. That's all, you know? Yep. So it's all. <laughs> I like. I like on uh, on TikTok or Instagram every now and again when you're scrolling along and then like some some scream band comes on or something like that, but all the lyrics are like, "You're an amazing person. <laughs> you're gonna kill it today." And I'm like, "That's right. the best. Yeah, right. Love it. Right. Another <laughs> another band I really like is uh is a it's a behemoth. I, yeah, I'm sure Reed's heard the behemoth. They're like a black mm-hmm. metal band. Mm. They're, they say. They sing most of the evil stuff on earth, but they're so nice guys, you know, <laughs> which is odd, you know, because you would never think that they'll be, oh, g- yeah, because I hung out with them for like 10 minutes after a show once. Sweetest guys on earth. Um, there's <laughs> there's something about that, too. I mean, like, not to take the story back too far, but I guess it's topical considering the point of the podcast, but like, you know, getting divorced after 19 years is really hard. Right. Um, there's a lot of who am I and what am I now and what does it all mean? Like existential midlife crisis kind of stuff. Um, And I was just really mad about the whole thing. And it made me feel better to listen to really, really angry music. Like I think um, because it didn't, it didn't end well, you know, it was kind of a a long and drawn out messy uh, kind of process to get the divorce done. Um, and I was really mad, and I probably listened to Eminem's entire collection on repeat for like two or three months, just 
because it's it's I don't know it's what I wanted to hear you know it made me feel better to know that other people have felt the kind of pain that I've that I felt right. you know and sometimes you want a song that cheers you up but sometimes you want a song that goes I guess it's a way of being like, I'm not alone. You know, somebody mm-hmm. else has felt like this before too, because I wrote a song about it and here it is. And we can be mad about it together and we can yeah. curse our exes together because that's what's therapeutic for us right now. Yeah. Um, and I think there's a lot of like some of the heavy, dark music. It's exactly that kind of a thing, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, some of it's for spectacle and because you can, but I, I think right. a lot of it is, is I, I credit a lot of, of metal bands for being very introspective. Um, and punk bands too. I mean, just like the harder kind of stuff for that kind of thing. I think it speaks more to that, that side of people. So when you were in your last marriage, were you, uh, were you a, a musician, uh, from like childbirth now or like, were you like a musician? So I started playing the drums when I was like seven. Right. Okay. Um, but it, it became in my previous marriage, it did, become an issue to play like I basically stopped um, okay. a few times in my life I've sold all my musical equipment because oh, it's like oh, I can't oh. I can't do this anymore right. and it, it won't let you go it won't you know it's in there and it's 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 just a part of who I am um, and so now I'm I'm so grateful and thankful that I'm in a relationship where not, not only is that tolerated but encouraged because she's the same way um, right. but yeah I, I, I took at least a decade off in a row and then some other years here and there too where I just didn't play anything but that's why when I came out here it was such a big deal that I would reprioritize music um, as as part of, of who I am and what I do and thank God because that worked out pretty well yeah I heard like writing is like one of the um, um, stress relievers major stress relievers um, for anybody to, to endure um, so when you were going through your divorce, did you find that writing, or like, or did you write music to like get away from the, uh, from all, all, all your, um, I guess, like worries before, for, you know, like, like did, like did writing, did writing, uh, writing music or, or just writing anything help you, help you, um, try to, um, uh, I guess kind of process. Yeah. Process. process what's going on. Yeah. Thank you. I want to answer for Reed in case he forgets the giant manifestos he has on his okay. computer from <laughs> from that period. He's like, Hey, do you want to read this read this article I wrote about online dating? Because okay. he had tried that before meeting me. And yeah, it's like, Whoa, this is that's Yeah, you were really yeah. let yeah. getting some stuff yeah. through. Um and I know for me journaling and writing has been uh life long um I still have my journal from the fourth grade fifth grade um and so that for me has been a huge way of processing things but I I and I know it's a little bit different from Reed had been in bands before meeting me but I had never the only um experience I had with performing was in choir where I would be just one of many voices and I loved it and the idea of singing in front of other people would just make me have a panic attack and so there was something about picking up the ukulele. You know, Jimi Hendrix would always say he would never sing without playing the guitar. It's just something about keeps your brain busy. And so I never wrote music before re- before Reed. Um, I had you know poetry, and I had would get little, di- you know, song melodies come to me, but I didn't have any place to put them because I wasn't I I was a closet musician. Um, so. <clears throat> You know, especially writing our first album, there was a lot of, because it's not like we just met and all of that pain from those divorces just went away. We we kind of brought a lot of that with us, even though we don't want to be taking that out on each other. You just can't. We learned something from our therapist, our couple's therapist, about a half-life where it takes about half the time you are in a relationship to no longer see the patterns and sort of the ghosts, if you will, mm. of that previous relationship. So we is very fascinating the way that you know we're able to understand each other because we were in very similar situations with our first marriages but then we're also like prone to stepping on each other's like half-life points you know and 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 it's like whoa okay what's going on oh i know i'm not seeing you right now 
I'm seeing my past. And so there was a lot in La La Love that was, that was, is really centered around, you know, just noticing that, you know, we do have some level of decision and control about what we focus, what we choose to focus on. We don't, we can't control the anxiety when it first comes up. It's here. Right. But we do have, you know, we, we can remind each other that we're not alone. And, and specifically, I'm talking about the, the song Sometimes um, that's really about, you know, remembering that we have, we do have a choice of which, what we're going to really focus on. And um, I, I, I really love songwriting with Reed for that reason. Yeah, I had I had attempted to write songs before, but I could never complete one. Um, and so I, I, like Brittany said, I did a lot of writing, but not songwriting. Mm, okay. uh, and it wasn't until the two of us got together that we kind of figured out, at least for me, I'm like, oh, I, I can I can write with her. And I think part of that is because she just comes at music from a completely different way than I come at music. And in a couple of ways, I mean, she does have, different musical tastes and and has listened to like i hadn't really heard a lot of billy holiday prior to getting with britney and now we've you know know who she is and and yeah. all the contributions that she's made so there's that part of it from a creative standpoint but there's also you know being a lyricist um she really thinks heavily in melody and being a drummer i think you know i approach songs I don't want to say musically, but like rhythmically, right, sort of, yeah, right? Yeah. I, I, I can listen to a song and, and appreciate the melody that the singer's singing, but I have no idea what they said. I, I'm not listening for the words. What the actual words are, I have to go back and listen to the song again, yeah. which sometimes bites me in the butt because I'm like, oh, I really like this song, and then I find out what the words are, and I'm like, I can't feel good as a human being and continue listening to this song. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so it, it was just really nice to be able to really get that together and 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 have things to say i guess um mm -hmm. and that, that was kind of new that that also came out of this relationship was the ability to actually finish songs mm -hmm. right yeah and yeah, that's always a, a good a good feeling also to to finish something that you started you know and if you find a partner in, in Brittany, which you did i'm, I'm happy you do that that's that's that, that's amazing you know that's a that's a that's a unique feeling to feel that way also so um, so, uh, yeah. Brittany, um, let me ask you this: You said you were a closet, a closet um, um, musician. Mm -hmm. So, for for me to totally understand that 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 kind of that that sounds like you were afraid to uh, to to do that publicly, you were correct. Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah, I would get these. I'll never forget. It was my thirty seventh birthday, so that would have been some years ago right. <laughs> <laughs> nine nine years nine, ago okay Did you oh. okay um i i got this vision of me singing on stage and i remember so vividly going well that's nice but i i would never be brave enough to be able to do that and so i would i would have this this drive and this desire you know i'd sing in my car and um, I'm sober now, but if, if I had a few drinks in me, I would be willing to, to sing, you know, publicly. But that was very hit or miss and just at parties or whatever. Um, and so it was just, when I say closet musician, it's like, you know, I had this deep, deep love of music. And I had all this music in me, but I just wouldn't even let myself acknowledge that I had that. It was like I was suppressing it to stay safe what I thought was safe but what Reed and I have talked a lot about is like the music just sits there and waits so you you might as well right <laughs> because it's not going anywhere um but yeah I just I would do a ton of singing on by myself in the car in the shower you know with, when nobody else is around um I tried once to do a Christmas carol for friends and family and I just you know, I did okay, but I just, I knew it wasn't anywhere near my potential because I was just, you know, with the voice, if I'm nervous and I play the piano, yeah, you might be able to sense, but when you sing and you're nervous, you hear it right. instantly, right. you know, because you, 
all that nerves is kind of closing up your throat a little bit. And I think I was singing Oh Holy Night. So there's like some big moments in that song. And afterwards, I was like, oh, I was so nervous. Why am I so nervous? And then I would just, you know, not sing for anybody again for five years. <laughs> it's very, it's very sad to look back on, but I'm so grateful that it, it never went anywhere. And and that I get to express and, and play around with that now with this this amazing husband of mine. So okay, so um, so um, you had to get a lot of courage. So, uh, what was it about that that, that night that you went to the um, open mic night and just decided to do it? Because I because I know it doesn't take a lot of courage, and for you, you to be a be someone that d really doesn't play publicly, you know, I. Uh, were you inspired by something just to get up there and just do it? Because then you're like, okay, well, if I'm do, if, if, if I'm going to do it anytime, I might as well do it now, you know. Yeah, it was really the the ukulele was was really the thing that gave me, I pushed me over the edge because I knew I know that I physically can't get as nervous playing because the, the ukulele is so rhythmic too and and. Reed says I have really good meter. So, um, you know, I can really just get out of those nerves and into the chords I'm playing. And there's something about that that just kind of helped me, you know, kind of cross that chasm. And then I know this might sound a little woo-woo to some of your audience, but I, I do believe that, you know, the, the people that have passed on um, that inspired me musically I can just kind of call on them. So I called on Prince and George Michael <laughs> and I just was like, just be with me. Just give me the strength. And, and so I, so I got up there. I will hope, <laughs> but they answered, they answered you, you know, and, and that's, that's, mm -hmm. that's magical. So. Um, what, so did, wasn't there a quote or something from one of them that, that you were telling me that was just like, just trust the music. You don't have to trust yourself, but just trust the music yes. or something like that. Yep. I think there's actually a lyric and, Freedom by George Michael that the music, like the music won't ever let us down or something like that. That was something I was hanging on to that night. I was like, okay. And he's right. I can do that. He's, he's yeah. right because music never, uh, I mean, because when words fail, music speaks. And, you know, that's yep. that's the truth for anything, you know. So that that's, um, yeah. that's awesome that you uh, look to George Michael and, uh, and Prince to say, hey, mm -hmm. today I'm here. Go on and help me out, you know. So. Prince was the first album I ever bought. Oh my God! So pur yeah. purple, purple rain. Yes. I got it when it came out, and I was like, "What is this?" Right. My, <laughs> it's just so incredible. So let me ask you the the big question here. So I I, I normally usually ask my uh, my guests either do you like this musician or this musician more, and I think that I, I, I and I think that this is the hardest one of them all. Um, it's so, do you like Michael Jackson or Prince a lot more, or do you like them equally? Because they're both great musicians, you know. For me personally, musically, I gravitate to Prince more Prince, because okay. of the m music that's surrounding the vocals. But I tell you what, there are certain Michael Jackson songs that hit me in a place that, especially his earlier yeah. stuff, that yeah. hit me in a way that is like. Whew. Oh my God! You're right. So that's a tough one. <laughs> right. That's a tough yeah. one. I read. I have one for you. Since, since you're a, like me, you you love metal. Um, do you prefer Megadeth or Metallica? So that's one of the biggest, you know. Uh, I guess uh, comparisons you would have. Uh, you know. I would yeah. say that that I loved Metallica back in my high high school days. Now it's Megadeth because of the consistency. That, yeah, that is true. You yeah. can, for whatever you want to say say about Dave Mustaine, he he gets it done. He is consistent. For yeah. sure. He is consistent. Um, God, I mean, yeah, back in the day, it was Metallica for sure. Yeah. I mean, I think actually the first song I ever, no, I'm getting this all wrong. Okay, the first song I ever learned to play on the drums was Smells Like Teen Spirit. Oh, nice. The second one was November Rain from Guns N' Roses. And then... The third one was one from Metallica, which was not the best one to start with if you're not used to double kick. Right. Um, but it, it got it in there. But yeah, I think I, I really went through Injustice for All. Yeah. I, I almost destroyed that one. I listened to it so many mm -hmm. times. 
Um, that was a that was a good album. Yeah, and, it was. But I got to give them I got to give them props though. Like they're still going. They are still going. Yeah. All, all of them. Yeah. I do have a question that I haven't asked anybody yet, and I hope you know because I can't I can't uh, I don't know why. Uh, you had the since we're going back on Nirvana now, since we since you uh, brought that up. Uh, Chad Channing was the first drummer, right? Mm-hmm. So, do you know why that he left? Because I can't find anything on why he left. Or did they say you why? Know, I don't. Yeah. I, mean, I don't I, have any idea. Yeah. Which is odd because it's like he was great. I don't know why they, you know why they got rid of him. Oh, or or he might have just found something. You know, I mean, you know, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, some some people just can't tour, and I know because mm-hmm. we recently watched. Um, uh, Dave Grawl's one of his shows on uh, I don't remember which one it was because he's had two or three on Netflix now but right, he right. he talked about when he joined the band and I don't remember them mentioning why there was an opening but they may have mm. um, but I mean they were touring like crazy and, and you run into people like this like I don't know if anybody who's into like really interesting progressive crossover weird stuff I suggest yeah. a band called Thank You Scientist Right. Um, their first album was amazing, like Feed the Horses. I, I can't seem to stop listening to that song. Um, but I guess the when they were discovered, and I think it was um, from the lead singer of Coheed and Cambria, whose name escapes me right now, mm. um, they found them and they're like, oh, that's cool. Assigned them, they went on tour with them, and their drummer was like, I can't, I can't do this. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. I don't do touring. Right. And amazing, amazing drummer. Um and they've had two or three since then. I mean, so I don't know. You know, some people just it just doesn't mix with them. So it may have been a situation like that because when you hear about how Nirvana was touring when Dave Grohl joined yeah, the band, there's yeah, a lot of sleeping on floors and like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, you do hear that uh, since the I mean, especially the '80s uh, metal bands uh, slept on floors and you know ate nothing but bread and just bread and baloney. That's it. That's her whole meal yeah. for the whole day. Yeah, so I guess it was harder back then now. Um, harder back then than now because now you can just, you know, now we got, um, you know, a TV series to find mu- musicians and it's just a whole lot mm-hmm. easier for people now. You know? To well, get yeah, discovered, yeah, right, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and the internet, right? Like, yeah, we're a local band in Chico. <laughs> the biggest show we've played is like Woofstock or something. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, eighty, you know, people in according to Spotify in eighty was it eighty nine seventy nine seventy nine countries heard our music. Mm. Like you couldn't do that no. in the eighties no. without a record deal right. or touring like crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that's that's kind of neat. And uh, I can't. I I want to imagine what what people listening to this must think our genre might be. <laughs> Because I, ha- I haven't heard any of our music yet. I bet it's really confusing because we keep jumping between, you know, some Wu-Tang and, and uh, well, I guess we haven't talked about NWA, but, you know, Eminem and then a bunch of metal stuff. And people are probably like, what? What do they play? Well, how is she playing the ukulele with that genre? Heavy metal ukulele. <laughs> like, that'd, that'd be awesome to Ooh, hear. challenge it's accepted. missing yes. market. Please do. Jake Shimobrokuro, if you're watching this, I challenge you to do a metal song because... If anybody could do it, he could do it. Or time on me. Yeah. Yeah. Have uh, Have you heard of Rob Scallion? Rob Scallion does. Yes. Does like like different genres with like different instruments. Oh, he's great too. So. Yes. Somebody at work was telling me about him actually that I should look him up. Yes. It's great. Uh, so what's that band? There was some band that redid their. Um, I don't know if it was their greatest hits or one of their albums, but it was reimagined. It was like a, I want to say, late 90s, early 2000s kind of punk hard rock group. Um, and they released an album of, of all of their songs, but they took it all to like mandolins and nice. like mellowed the whole thing out, like reimagined it. And it's, it, I was like, man, like this version's almost as good as the one that was on the radio. Like I could listen to either one of these. Right. I think it's cool when people do that. So going back to your music now, the music that you can make so well. Um, so your songs are about facing fears and with courage. Um, did, so did these songs come from your fears that you had had to face going forward, or were they like from some other point of view? 
Because I know that Mermaid, which is the first song from the album, it's more mm-hmm. like a uh, Hawaiian vibe, you know. And then the mm-hmm. other song, what from from my perspective, one song deals with anger, depression, love, and mm-hmm. you know all the all the feelings that you feel uh, inside your soul. So did those come from within you, or did you look outside and like like okay, we can you know. Yeah, I think to it's a great question. I think kind of, you know, when I think about like King Fear, yeah, that you know that I I had a um, a health issue that was um, landed me in a mental um, institution for a few days, and I was recently home from that, mm. and I I just had this. I had these lyrics come to me in a dream or when I first woke up and it was just, it was, it was, it was more global, right? That like all humans can, whatever the topic is, can, you know, make those mountains out of molehills and, and really lose perspective. How fear, you know, when fear's unchecked, because of course there's healthy fears, um, but when it's unchecked and you're really just going there and getting all that anxiety and, how it can it can warp your view and and you're not seeing your own strengths or you're not seeing the resources that might be available to you through different you know whether it's friends and family or or however having the strength to just go i need therapy you know Mm -hmm. whatever that is so that song was was i think a little more like global even though i was going through something very personal at that time it's kind of kind of both so i don't know if that really answers the question very well but it's kind of I think with that particular song, it was kind of both. And then, um, you know, Ani's Trees is really about, you know, turning your back on your dreams for so long gives you that ache. And, and but that's that seed that never really goes away, you know. Um, so we tend to, to kind of take and I don't know, Reed might be able to to clarify this, but I think we kind of tend to take our own personal they do start with the personal right but then we try to write them so that anyone listening you know you didn't have to just be in a mental institution to like the song (laughs) 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 yeah i would i would agree with that otherwise we'd have lyrics like i don't like the way you load the dishwasher and it makes me mad (laughs) (laughs) yeah the dishwasher song coming soon Uh, well, you laugh. We have a laundry song being Dude, written right I now. Definitely, um, I hate laundry. Oh, my God. I still got to do it. <laughs> yeah. It never ends, that laundry. Um, yeah, I think we have... I think we have a few lyric ideas sitting around that were kind of... We observed something that we thought we could write about, but I mm-hmm. think the vast majority is something that we experienced, and then we try to generalize it so it's not just specific to us but mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and it's relatable i think and and that's that's what was interesting is we wrote these songs and then during covid and then we'd run into a problem uh, or a challenge that we would have to face and like one of us would end up like quoting the lyrics that we wrote back to ourselves and we're like man i didn't even realize that you know, maybe we wrote these songs for us <laughs> right, <laughs> to remind right. ourselves in the future that we have power when we don't think we do or, mm-hmm. you know, to not choice. give up or, yeah, you know, remember mm-hmm. the things that work for you. Um, yeah. Anyway, yeah. That's awesome. Uh, so I, we got two questions for you all left and then um, we'll let you all go. Um, first question is, uh, what's the main focus you want to tell fans before they hear your music for the first time or still listening to it? Hmm. So, like, what, what we would want them to know going into it? Yes. Yes. Um. Like, okay, okay, because, <laughs> like, go, like, going back to um, your, uh, your genre, um, Apple Music has got you listed on the pop music. I'm not sure if they all, you know, think. I mean, what? Okay, so what genre do you do you want people to know that you are? That's a great question. Um, island indie pop. 
Perfect. So, yes, if we go far enough up, we'll get back to pop. <laughs> okay. But, all right. um, we've gotten all kinds of comments about the guessing of the genre, but really, you know, I think it's 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 about wanting to be uplifted and seen and heard, you know, that, that we're not just talking about the easy stuff and the, you know, I mean, the good vibe songs are awesome and I love them. Right. But this album was really more intentional and that's what I would say to anybody new to the music is that, you know, our intention with it is to, you know, soothe the soul, calm the mind, you know, um, and inspire you, really. Right. And in, in a way that, you know, we talk about fear and we talk about, you know, being afraid. Um, so, you know, we don't shy away from it, but there's Good. hope. You know, there's always hope. I, that, that's why I love your music, because you all, you all are bringing um, something that needs to be brought in attention the most. Because a lot of people don't, don't believe in, like I've heard, you know, you know, depression's not real. You can just get over it. Well, you can't, you know. And same thing as same, same thing as fear and uh, loneliness. And you can always be happy, you know. But sometimes, sometimes that that depression really sinks into you, and you can't get out of it, you know. So it, it's yeah, I, I find it really really uh, amazing, awesome of y'all to uh, you know bring that to the, to the forefront, you know, fear and anxiety and depression and you know, yeah. So. I don't think those those get shared the most, and they need to, you know. Yeah. And like you said, er, everybody that loves happiness. So when you when you hear your music, you know, I I I find it be a very much of a stress reliever because everybody like loves island music. Everybody mm-hmm. does, you know. <laughs> and then they say they don't they're lying to you, <laughs> you know. Because <laughs> <laughs> island music is just fun, soulful music, you know. Mm-hmm. So. I do have one more question, and this is going to be the hardest question probably for y'all. Um, it is for my past guests. So is there a, a band, artist, or genre that you can listen to, but you can't tell me or your loved one or your boss or your cousin how it makes you feel deep inside your soul? It's so ingrained in you. You can't explain it, how it makes you feel. Mm. I I have what can we both answer? Sure. Oh yeah. I have one. Please do, please do. Mine would be Tori Amos. Oh my god, I love her. Yeah. 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 Right. Queen. Queen. Yeah. Yep. Man, I don't I don't know if I can if I can pick just one. Yeah, give us a few if you want to. Yeah, or well, give us all of them. <laughs> 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 um does Tori Amos still I make music? I think that she does. I know she's done some soundtrack stuff okay. for different documentaries and stuff. I don't know what her last album was, though. I think it was within the last five years. I'm sorry to cut you off, Reed. No, that's fine. Uh-huh. Um, I tend to I listen to whole albums. Um, I guess there's a lot of debate amongst people trying to make music on whether or not it's a singles economy or whether or not people still like albums and the answer is both but more people are into the singles thing but i tend to listen to entire albums at a time and i go through phases where i will listen to it to death until i i just couldn't handle listening to it another time like i've killed it for myself and then i move on to something else but there's been three albums that i've come back to Mm. um and it's System of a Down. Yeah. It's Avenged Sevenfold, particularly um, their second album, Wake of the Falling. Uh-huh. Um, those ones I've come back to. And then every now and again, I just, and I think it's because it's where I started playing drums, is the Use Your Illusions. Um, Ooh. Guns and Roses. Guns and Roses. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, that's, no, those are getting re- re-released, right? On like the vinyl records for like the first time in like mm-hmm. years. Yeah. yeah. Hopefully not eighty years from now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Wu Tang, come on now, do better, right? Yeah. Mm. <laughs> but I think my lifetime, please. <laughs> right, yeah. That's yeah. generational wealth right there. That's They're thinking. Yeah. 
even if we have a generation that messes up our wealth, we will have the next generation will have some. Yeah. We just built that in. But I think you're right, Reed, with you saying uh, a lot of artists now are going for singles because that's what Slipknot is going to do. You know, because their tenure of Roadrunner, they hated making music for them. Good, good, good quality music, you know. But uh, I think uh, Clown said they they're, that they're going to release singles from now on because that's where it's going to, you know. Because I think, yeah, there's, uh, cause I think you, you, you can get more downloads than you can buy physical merchandise now, which is sad to say because I love physical merchandise. Yeah, it's a mix. It's... I mean, I imagine most of your listeners are musicians, or there's a good yeah. chunk of them in there anyway. But you know, <laughs> yeah. it's yeah, there's so many ways that you c- can theoretically make money in music, but that almost makes it harder because you have to unlock the special combination that's right for you and your fans. Mm-hmm. And sometimes that means you have to go through, you know, fifty thousand ways that don't work first. Right. And that's that's a little tough, you know. So maybe it was easier back in the day when you just got on the radio and then went on stadium tours and you made all your money that way but it's a blessing and a curse you know Mm -hmm. but we're all working it out i like the physical merch stuff too we tried to do speaking of that this is going to sound like a shameless plug but i guess (laughs) as a guest on a podcast (laughs) kind of (laughs) go ahead yeah that's par for the course um so we when we were first learning how to write songs together uh, we took a class and one of the homework assignments from that class was to collaborate and write about or with somebody else. And, um, so we did, there's this gentleman that Brittany had been following ukulele player on Instagram named Ron Telpner, um, who has a very inspiring story. And so we wrote a song for him, um, which we're going to release at some point. So follow us on all the channels forever until that song comes out, <laughs> um, and listen to us on repeat. So we get paid. Yes. Uh, so his wife is a, is an artist a visual artist, a painter. And um, as a thank you for writing the song, she sent us a piece of art in the mail, and it's a heart. Um, It's the cover of our album, La La Love, is is her art. And when she did that, that inspired us because we like, you know, um, getting local art on our walls and things like that. So it's like, how about every time we release a song, we commission an artist to make an original piece? Like, we're not going to tell them what to do. Yeah, We're just going to send them the song and whatever they come back with that's it um and so we did so there's actually a piece of art that was created for every one of our songs and a a bunch of the merch that we sell is based off of those so you know we've got t-shirts and stuff like that but we also have you know stickers from all the songs uh, on the album there's five songs on this ep and you know bookmarks that have the artwork on it and you a know, quote from the song a quote from the song mm-hmm. and stuff like that so if you're into fun little things like that definitely go to our website and check it out there's there's some neat stuff there yeah uh yeah because i yeah because i scanned your website and and, uh, and it all looks amazing and uh y'all have the digital cd the physical copy which everybody should buy right now because <laughs> mm-hmm. the physical Thank copy you. is yes. physical is king right and 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 those um those art pieces are, are are amazing. I will tell you that. So um, I'm I'm so happy that you are bringing uh notice to the art art artist community also. So um so yeah, and it's just really quick. I'll just say it's really fun to yeah. just the surprise of like because since as Reed said, we don't give them any direction. So the the art is is literally inspired by the song of like how the artists hears the song and what they want to um how they want to represent it so that was a really fun process that we look forward to repeating many times yeah it's like <laughs> it's like christmas day because right. you're like oh what what's it gonna look like right. um i'm super jazzed we have a song that we haven't released yet called storm before the calm mm-hmm. um which is also along those lines of stuff that we've been talking about today but we found a, a local artist and ed he came back and it's like it almost looks like a comic book cover it's nice. so cool it's it's like i'm like that's that's cool i can't wait to release this just so that the artwork gets right. out there right. <laughs> so for all of our listeners you can visit them on on uh com. you can buy all of your mm-hmm. stuff that they just talked about which is amazing stuff and you could also visit them on instagram or facebook uh mm-hmm. youtube you got a channel on youtube and are we sure do and are we on tiktok at all 
We are, um, because we have a 17-year-old in the house who is taking that on for us. Nice. Otherwise, we wouldn't be, because we're in our 40s. And I, I, I'm a TikTok user, but trying to figure out what people want to see on there. My son has got that really dialed in, so um, he doesn't expect a paycheck until we have 3 million followers. And I told him I'd buy him dinner. <laughs> <laughs> a dinner for $3 million? Hmm. <laughs> I might have to re renegotiate yeah, that. I, I guess that uh, doesn't sound very fair. Unless the dinner is like a big steak or something, you know. So yes, yes, yes. Um, <laughs> we try to be on all the, all the major platforms so you can find us. But you know, with Brittany and the Bliss Tones, you pop that into Google, you will find us. I'm quite sure. Yeah. Um, we are a, a website first kind of a band, though. Right, so right. that's that's all that will be updated. All the stuff that is going on will certainly be there. Yeah. Um, and while we're at it, we are giving away some unreleased stuff on our website um, nice. because we did write this song in uh, COVID lockdown when you couldn't get into a studio and you couldn't, you know, we didn't have a band. It was just me and her. So we wrote the parts and then we hired musicians off the Internet to play the parts and send us the recordings. And then we mixed and mastered it. Um, but now we have a live band that we play with. So we had to change some parts. They embellished some stuff. Um so the we play it live it's a little bit different and so we went and got some decent recordings of all that and if you go to our website you can you can download those and and listen to what it sounds like when we actually do this live right yeah. uh do, do y'all prefer live live as opposed to uh studio uh, like uh, i always say um if if you go to a live show like do it like obviously from your studio version for me because I went to see Disturbed and they played it just like their CD I'm like I didn't come here for you know I mean I mean yeah I came here to see y'all but I didn't want to listen to the exact recording of the of the right. CD I had at the house you know there is definitely something about live that is not repeatable in any other way right. there is a yeah. there's a connection with the audience and and all of that um I, I would say I prefer live, but then at the same token, I getting the horn, the horn solo at the end of La La Love was something mm. I sang, and then we transposed it, and getting that back for the first time, and opening that email of hearing an actual horn play it, <laughs> it's great. That was really fun too. <laughs> <laughs> great feeling. So, um, we do enjoy enjoy this uh, conversation with y'all, and we hope you guys you come back on because this is a great experience for me. And uh, I know that Likewise. It's, it's, I, I know that um, my listeners are going to have a blast listening to y'all. So thank you very much for coming Thank on. you. Thank I, you so much for having us. Sure, sure. And for everybody listening, always remember when words fail, music speaks. Bye, guys. Cool. Bye. Bye. <laughs> got it. We got it. Thank y'all so much. That was that was Thank fun. Thank you. That yeah. was super fun. I'm so sorry super that fun. I butchered the, uh, the introduction. And I just, That's you know. Quite all right. All right. Yeah. No problem. And, uh, at all. and my microphone's not working right now, so yay me, right? <laughs> <laughs> hey, but you persevered. I did. Right. I did. <laughs> I did through anyway. Right. Yeah. Because was in, because I'm sure, like, y like y'all said, y'all had uh, a few uh, uh, stuff that didn't work live, you know, right? Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah oh so. man. <laughs> <laughs> what was it we or forgot like we had a oh, microphone die oh no yeah right yeah and so we're like what do we do well, i don't know we'll just take one of these well, this won't be mic'd now because that's more important <laughs> yep. right yeah. Yeah. you do your best yep, uh, yeah exactly so, yeah thank yeah. you so much for having us um we'd love to come back in the oh, future sure. and, yeah. and definitely appreciate especially i'm especially excited I'm not gonna lie; it might be based on their name, but I'm really excited to check out No Bro. No Bro is great. I need to have <laughs> it back on. Yeah, um, it was funny because uh, um, she did that off the uh, off the cuff, so uh, she did it like after she took a shower. Was I was I'm like, okay, that's fine, you know. So well. that's awesome. So, <laughs> um, but we do have a series called Cover Wars, and we would love for y'all to be on here on there. Um, so what we do for that one is we get y'all's favorite song. Either y'all can. I come up with each other song or, or, or a song together that you both love. And I'll go out and find two covers of that one song. I invite you all back on. Oh. And then we'll listen live together, both both covers. And then we discuss which one. Oh, how cool. One, yeah. Which that's one, a great idea. Yeah. I love that. Yeah, that's yeah. 
Yeah, it's called Cover Wars. Cover Wars, yeah. yeah oh, I'm band. definitely gonna check that out. We'd love, yeah, we'd yeah. love to participate. And I'm getting really good, good compliments on it. So, um, yeah, just check it, check it out. Let me know what you think, and uh, and uh, uh, well, well, I'm 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 pretty much free all next week, so we can, you know, book you really soon if you're interested in it still. So. I have a business trip, so it might have oh to yeah. be a couple of weeks sure. out. But we—it sounds like something right up our alley. We love—we love doing fun and interesting covers, and we love other people's fun and interesting covers. Nice. So, nice. Cool. Yeah. this will be great if anybody ever comes on your show. We're gonna record our versions of some some covers, so we'll oh nice and put them on YouTube. So we'll let you, we'll let you know when that happens yes. because then okay. if somebody in the future is like, imagine Dragon's Believer, we'd be like, oh, we got a oh, different version. We got of that one for oh, yeah. cool. awesome, awesome. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Well, thank y'all guys for coming. Thank for you. Coming on again so nice to meet you. Yes, ma'am. Okay, y'all take care. Okay. Yes. All right. Thank you. Okay. Thanks, thanks so bye. much. Bye. Bye. Of weeks sure. out, but we. I. It sounds like something right up our alley. We love. We love doing fun and interesting covers, and we love other people's fun and interesting covers. Nice. So. Nice. Oh, yeah. this will be great if anybody ever comes on your show. We're gonna record our versions of some some covers, so we'll oh nice and put well, them on YouTube. So we'll let we'll let you know when that happens yes. because then okay. if somebody in the future is like, imagine Dragon's Believer, we like, oh, we got a oh, different version. We got of that one for all yeah. cool. awesome, awesome. Yep, yeah. yep. Well, thank y'all guys for coming. Thank for coming you. On again so again. nice to meet you. Yes, ma'am. Okay, y'all take care. Okay, yes. right, thank you. Okay, thanks, thanks so much. Bye. Bye.